Every business sets goals for the new year. While a company's size, industry, or specific circumstances play a factor in this, globally, many share the same aspirations. The folks at the Peninsula Group asked 79,000 businesses across four countries, Australia, Canada, Ireland, and the UK, about their top priorities for 2023, and then published the biggest concerns for business owners in this 2023 year. Here to talk about the results of this incredible survey is HR Advisory Manager for Peninsula Canada, Kilian Shukalari. Mr. Shukalari, Kilian, good morning and welcome, sir. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Well, nice it's good. To be in your show. Well, it's good to have you with us, and this is big stuff, especially given the the, the sample size seventy nine thousand businesses. That's a heck of a lot of homework. What did you find? What's the the commonality between all of these businesses, small, large, and medium, across well continents, several, uh, and and many countries? What are the commonalities? Well, this is this is the the sample size, to be honest, of the business that we support globally as a, as a group, and the commonalities are as you not be very surprised everything that's happened lately affects everyone in the world so rising costs labor labor shortages and employee retention are some of the main themes that um, everyone is feeling globally and that's that's the focus of our of our um of our survey mm-hmm. uh, to understand what, what these businesses are, are suffering from. Sure. Take a second, if you would, please, Kilian, and tell us about the Peninsula Group and what you do for these 79,000 businesses you're talking about. Absolutely. I mean, there's been a, a, a very uh, high demand and, and a push from, from governments for compliance. Uh, a lot of the businesses, especially prior to the pandemic, were not uh, compliant when it comes to their uh, documentation um, in, in a country like ours, for example, contracts of employment uh, and employee uh, policies were a concern. Uh, individuals are not as informed. Uh, governments are doing their best, but it's, it takes time. And we have different provinces, for example, here in Canada, which have different legislation. So what we do is we help uh, businesses, employers and their employees at the same time be on the same page and be compliant. So basically helping them uh, be successful from an HR and health and safety standpoint. Interesting. You're the top HR guy here in Canada. So let's go back to your survey and big concerns for business owners. Rising costs, period, uh, top the list across the board, right? Mm -hmm. That's a a main concern. Uh, It sounds uh, globally. And it comes as a pressure not just for businesses from a uh, product, uh, raw materials, and so forth, but also for their employees as well. They're reporting that everything is going up, as, as you would know, um, you know, prices of food, uh, shelter, and so forth. So that pressure transmits and, and translates internally as well. We're hearing a lot here in Canada, at least, Kulyan, and, and I'm curious as to whether it extends beyond our borders, because you indicated uh, there's a, a considerable degree of concern over labor shortages. Here in Canada, as you well know, being an HR guy, uh, employee retention is a concern uh, amongst a lot of uh, businesses of varying sizes. How about abroad? Is, is that a concern globally as well? It is. It is a big concern. Obviously, it ranks uh, differently across the across the globe, but it is it is up there uh, in terms of employee retention, skills training, and and focus on skills training is something that a lot of businesses are doing to offset the labor shortage, um, and also offering individuals internal, um, as as we call, horizontal moves or, or side moves within the business, so they don't have to uh, deal with having to retrain someone from the from the start, right? That's an additional cost on the business itself. So they'd rather train 
and, and be able to retain their staff by offering either internal training, some type of a raise, or maybe competitive uh, um, competitive products internally to promote uh, the best uh, individuals and, and stay in the business instead of, instead of losing them. So how about, uh, and, and uh, this follows, I think, logically in terms of employee retention, and we're seeing a, a case sort of building by the day with the federal government and its thousands and thousands of employees across the country, many of whom are reluctant on a good day to return to the office. Uh, what about that in terms of business owners in the private sector uh, and and this whole bringing people back to the workplace? How, how what sort of degree of concern did that register at? So this is almost the same across the globe. A lot of businesses, um, and we have to keep in mind, I think you mentioned it really early. It depends on the industry, the type of work sure. and, and job that individuals do. Uh, a lot of businesses were able to return almost fully to what they were doing or the type of model they had prior to the pandemic. But if we look at, uh, at specifically some of the businesses that we are we are dealing with, uh, there's been a degree of flexibility. It's something you want to offer. M- individuals have made decisions during the pandemic and, the, and these tough times to maybe relocate, but they're still kept in touch with the same employer. Sure. So instead of putting the pressure on them, businesses have offered some type of flexibility, maybe not a remote 100%, but maybe two or three days a week where individuals could be remote. So that's something that businesses have put in place. And again, that's uh, that. And that's I would think, and in the grand Canadian tradition, at least, a compromise has to be reached and some kind Absolutely. of deal struck that works for both parties. Is it working? For some businesses, it is. They have adapted. Technology has absolutely uh, improved in the in the last few years to make this possible uh, to manage a team remotely setting right, uh, the right expectations remotely. Um, depending, again, like in the type of business that you're in, it might be something that you need to tweak, puts a bit of pressure on managers. So that's where we're seeing uh, a bit of a concern. Managers, especially um, younger managers, um, don't have as much experience uh, with their team. So this puts a bit of pressure on them to make sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to do and also keeping track of everybody's well-being, because that's an important thing nowadays. Sure it is. Now, let's go back to this labor shortage that you mentioned again in passing earlier uh, and talk to us about, uh, I understand based on my homework, that Canadian businesses appear to be a little more concerned than some of their uh, counterparts uh, abroad, uh, just in terms of handling the labor shortage, keeping the productivity level up to a profitable point uh, with, with fewer workers. Yeah, that's it's something that is uh, that is continuing for a bit, and um, to be honest, there, it's probably going to continue uh, in the foreseeable future. However, a few things that you can do is plan. It's not a surprise anymore, right? So you have to find you have to find uh, ways to offset this. A lot of businesses have made uh, some decisions, as in terms of uh, either, like I said, upskilling their their existing team uh, or making sure that they have the right systems in place, for example, maybe something that can uh, be automated to help you be more efficient or look at other sources when it comes to recruitment, either uh, externally, it might require for you to expand the remote workforce. You might have to engage someone uh, outside of the country mm-hmm. um, or or look at other sources uh, or other uh, pools of uh, employees, uh, different demographics. Uh, you might have to extend uh, the time of an individual that was maybe planning uh, retirement. Uh, those are things that you have to 
you have to put in place. So that comes with a bit of planning, a bit of understanding of where your business is going, and also having clear goals. Is growth my my concern? Is keeping my customer base or maybe expanding the business within the same customer base? Um, those are things that are going to have to be dealt with in the future. It's fantastic homework. 79,000 businesses is a great sample base. You can find all of this, friends, at PeninsulaCanada.com. And to uh, HR Advisory Manager for Peninsula Canada, Kilian Shukalari, thanks ever so much for bringing this to our attention this morning. We appreciate it greatly. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again and have a good weekend. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.